0: The Philippe Matthews Show at the PMShow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen. Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. Latest edition of the Philippe Matthew Show and watch your life grow.
1: And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. Today I am extremely excited. I have been hunting this man down like Liam Nielsen in Paken, uh because he's so doggone busy. Uh, he is uh, the author of Success Runs in Our Race. Uh, he is known as America's most prolific uh, networker uh, and uh, empowerment uh, uh, movement. Uh, when it comes to uh, African-Americans, none other than George Frazier. How are you, my friend?
0: It's an honor to be on your show. It really is. After so many moons, um, finally connected. This is wonderful. And, uh, and, and and I just want to say personally, thank you for all the great work that you've been doing in the community and around the world. And Just keep doing God's work. You thank you, my
1: friend. Thank treasure. you. I so really are. I appreciate you, and uh, ditto those sentiments back to you. Um, you have been um, – you, you have an incredible story. I mean, well, you know, people – I don't know if most people know you. You you really went through uh, a very difficult childhood and uh, young adulthood as well, Um can you give us a little bit of background about that? You know, I know you—you you, know—you were literally in the foster care system for for a period of time. Uh, you were a custodian for a period of time and worked your way up. Give us a little bit about that background journey, so that people can—the uh, new people who who've been on, under a rock or behind a tree—don't necessarily know. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> well,
0: you know, I, I think the point of my story and and the point of your story and and, and any really. Person of African descent in, in this country that we live in is it's it, the point of the story is not how you start it's how you finish it's not how mm-hmm. you start it's how you finish so I had a rough start um, born in uh, Brooklyn, New York mm-hmm. um, to a family of eleven children eight boys and three girls my father came to this country in the early nineteen uh, early part of uh, the twentieth century in the early nineteen uh, nineteen I think it was nineteen oh two he came from Guyana um, um, uh, married a me Baldwin from Lumpkin, Georgia, uh, and they moved to Bed in Brooklyn, New York. Eleven children. He couldn't get a good education, get a job in America back then as a black man. So he was relegated to driving a New York City cab for four years of his life. My mom became mentally ill when I was three years old. I'm now <laughs> of the eleven children, and uh, because my father had to work 12 to 14 hours a day driving a cab, he couldn't take care of eleven children. So uh, we all... Often. And so I stayed in an orphanage from three to five, and because nobody would take 11 children, we were broken up into threes, and then I spent the balance of my young adulthood going up on the main streets of bed in Brooklyn, New York, in toxic Uh, foster homes and I ultimately aged out of foster homes and uh, at 18 years old and um, uh, you know the school system that I was attending in New York at the time think I was college material and Hmm. so I ultimately graduated uh, high school with a vocational diploma in woodworking that's what I was armed with uh, to tackle the world but that didn't really bother me Um, although there were those who did not believe in me, did not think I would would amount to much. Uh, I believed in me. And so I took uh, um, uh, 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 a job at LaGuardia Airport on the midnight shift mopping floors uh, for several years and sort of paid my way through college. Uh, and the rest is history. Uh, and here I am four best-selling books later uh, last year, inducted into the Minority Business Hall of Fame and Museum at uh, UCLA. Wow. And, um, you That's know, an honorary doctorate, is that right? And an honorary doctorate degree from, of humane medicine, Jarvis Christian College, uh, as well as in over 250 awards and citations, um, you name it, and I've received it. I'm not bragging, it's not bragging, actually, you've achieved it. No, it's actually uh, I'm, so. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying to all of those listening, and I repeat myself, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and there's some basic things in life that we have to get through and we have to learn and to get through our pain, and we, and we all have pain, and no pain, no gain, no resistance, no strength, no rain, no rainbow. So mm-hmm. my pain actually, uh, instead of debilitating me, it strengthened me.
1: Let's yeah. talk about that, George, because um, what you just told me about your father coming here, one could literally repeat and live that same story today. Uh, in this, in this uh, different America that we are in, so those that are listening in, uh, that will be listening into this, some will say, "I'm going through this right now, and I understand what what you're saying, George." Uh, but uh, what there's a difference in you, George, obviously, and Allison. There's a there's a certain something going on here, and we want to kind of get to the crux of that, and that is. What caused you, in your mind? When did you make the decision that you were going to think differently versus uh, just accept uh, life as a uh, woodworker?
0: Um, <laughs> that sounds so funny when you say it. As a woodworker, as a, a carpenter, <laughs> as a cabinet maker. I mean, that's really what—that was really what was prescribed, uh, you know, for me to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And and I just saw myself. Differently, and I think part of it, Philippe, is is part of it is nature, and part of it is nurture. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I grew up in foster homes, but there was a mother and a father. I grew up in uh, urban America, but back in the day, in the '40s and '50s, urban schools were pretty decent. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, I grew up in a time. uh, uh, I grew up in foster homes where there was not biological love, but there was some love. And then I learned how, for lack of a better way to say it, to to manipulate in such a way that I could receive love. And let me let me tell you what I mean, Mm, right? And and this is very very yeah, this is very 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 important. I noticed when I was just a little tyke that every time I said something or learned something or read something in a book, and I went up to an adult and I said it back to them just as I had learned it, sometimes verbatim, right? (laughs) I would look at the expression on their face. It would be of surprise. They would smile. They would hug me. They would pat me on the shoulder, And, and they would love me, okay? And so what I did is I connected in my subconscious mind learning with love. Learning with love, and so as an orphan and as a foster kid, you know, I mean, it's all about love. And you can't start it like a car, and you can't stop it with a gun. Everything we do is so that somebody will love us. So we're constantly in search of love, and how do we find it? And what do we do to get it? And 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 so I connected learning with love, and therefore I fell in love with learning. The minute I fell in love with learning, it didn't matter what kind of school I went to. It didn't matter what anybody said, I had a ferocious appetite every minute of every day to learn something, to read something, to listen, to ask questions. I fell in love with learning and I that think that incredible. was one of the keys. Yeah, that was one of the keys to my life and I still read a hundred books a year. I can't get enough of news mm-hmm. and documentaries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of guy on a on a Saturday night. This is crazy. This is crazy. I'm, I'm the kind of guy on a Saturday night that will watch a fifteen part series on how it's made. <laughs> right? I love. Love I, made. Love it, <laughs> I, I love love it. that stuff. Oh right? my God. I, I love I, it. I, I love it. So it's so it's this organic and sort of developed curiosity and and, and being uh, fully engaged in lifelong learning, constant never ending improvement and personal growth and development and uh, and, and I preach this gospel uh, everywhere I go, everywhere I speak and, and I simply phrase it this way, the metaphor used is the world is changing. And anybody living in a garage or living in an apartment can do what you do.
1: Mm -hmm. And therefore,
0: Mm -hmm. we have to ramp up our game. If we're going to compete out here, we have to move from being average and even good to being excellent to amazing. Amazing, That's right. and, we, but, and we have the potential to be that, but absolutely. so we're so lazy at times, and we don't, I mean, there's a, there's an interesting statistic I read the other day, that, that 46% of people that graduate from college never read another book, and the number mm-hmm. is nearly 60% for African Americans that graduate from college, they never mm-hmm. read another book in their lifetime. So, mm-hmm. um, so so, I don't know how you, how do you really learn and grow and constantly uh, strive and cheat without picking up something of substance to read
1: you so don't do read.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I, I know you're. Read, you don't have to tell me you're you, you are well read. I know you're well read. I hear your conversations. I, I watch your interviews on the internet, Stop. and you are. You know, you're very, very, very much um, uh, interested in a wide variety of things because you can talk about a wide variety of things. That's That you get from reading, and that's you get Absolutely. from having a curiosity and, and, and a and a hunger for learning.
1: That's right. Now you developed Net uh and you, you kind of want a different route. uh power networking as kind of a platform uh mm-hmm. that 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 uh great question um
0: i i want to answer uh uh the, the 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 whole idea of why power networking and why FraserNet, which is a company I started, and Power Networking is, is mm-hmm. one of the major brands under FraserNet. Um, and I, I, I was the first one, this is, again, kind of sounds strange, I was the first one in the world to attach the word power to networking,
1: okay? Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. one in
0: the world to do that. Now, networking, I wrote a whole book on networking, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Success runs in our race: The complete guide to effective networking uh, in the African American community. I wrote it twenty years ago. It is a modern-day mm-hmm. classic. It is required reading in fifty-seven historically black colleges, um, and it is the book that started the networking conversation in Black America, and ultimately started the networking movement. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when, um, and so I defined networking in that book. Okay? And I said networking is the identification and the building of relationships for the purpose of sharing information, opportunities, and resources. Okay? And the emphasis on that definition is on building relationships and sharing. Why? Because all of life is about relationships. All of life is about working with and through other people. There is no success that you can attain, sustain, or maintain on your own by yourself in a vacuum. And then as networking evolved, I then attached the word power, to networking, and and power networking is when you successfully create connections that take your life, your business, your organization, and or your community to a higher level, you are a power networker. I okay. love it. So in other yeah. words, it's not just about you. It's mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. do you do with the networks and the relationships that you establish and cultivate and nurture over time mm-hmm. and how you use that to take your community or an organization that you're involved in, your family, to the next level? Not mm-hmm. just you, but the things around you. How does it benefit from the relationships in which you have cultivated and nurtured over time?
1: Networking, uh, and and if you will, uh, if, if, if need be corrected, uh, I, I see that networking is radically important for African Americans more so than any other culture because we look at other cultures and networking is almost uh, uh, taught at birth. It's just uh, integral in that uh, in other uh, cultures, whereas in the African American culture, networking is very difficult uh, and still is today. So do you do you do you see power networking as as a bridge to stop this generational um uh, uh black disconnection between each other
0: yeah
1: i i do um
0: and and because i've been sort of preaching this gospel for 25 years quarter of a century and have written four books on the subject. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the most recent is Click Ten Truths for Building Extraordinary Relationships. Yes, mm-hmm. I I think it is I think it is uh the bridge. I think it is the thing. Let's make it even really simpler than that. It is the thing that God wants us to learn how to do and that is to cultivate nurture and to build relationships, but that begins first with self-love. understanding.
1: What? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, what is the when you when when one comes to a power networking conference or event, uh, what is one to expect uh, that they have not seen before at other networking events?
0: Okay, the the first thing you're going to see on opening day is an African-centered ceremony. That speaks to who you really are and how amazing you really are, mm-hmm. as an, an African-descented human being. Okay, so we're going to talk to you about um, about that first. That you are powerful, you're awesome, um, and that you have greatness in you, that it's in your DNA, that you are the child and we are the children of the slaves that would not die, that we have the genetic encoding of the great kings and queens of Africa, that we are of the genetic stock of the world's first great mathematicians, engineers, and scientists, that we were building pyramids and solving complex engineering problems while other cultures were living in huts eating each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome mm-hmm. and powerful people. So you're yeah. immersed in that kind of positive, empowering language. Then we're going to make you an offer. We're going to say, if you'd like to know how much African you really have in you, we're going to make available to our audience today DNA testing. Okay, you can do <laughs> wow. DNA testing, right? Uh, the, 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 the Gina Page, the president of African Ancestry, which is a, a, a DNA testing firm uh, out of Washington D.C., comes to the conference, and anybody that wants to get their DNA tested, find out what part of Africa they're from. They, they can take a patriarchal or they can take a matriarchal test. They can get the test done. Okay, so we're going to immerse you in how powerful and how awesome you are. So we'll, we'll spend an hour and a half, no more than two hours in opening talks and exercises that really help us understand uh, our, the, the full human potential that lies within the of us that is untapped in most cases. And then from that, we talk about only two things at the Power Networking Conference, enterprise and money. Enterprise and money. Mm-hmm. Building, starting and developing businesses so that we can create work and jobs for our people so that we can ultimately become the number one employer of our own people by the end of the twenty first century. That's one of the goals of that We've been talking about that, acting on that, training our people on that for twenty five years. And then we're gonna we have what we call Moses Movement Day. That's on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, I heard of that. Moses Movement is making ourselves economically Successful. We use Moses as an acronym, and then we have our 10 commitments to financial freedom, and the goals of the Moses Movement Day on Saturday is to, um, uh, is, is to uh, support uh, and to help 1 million African Americans to become debt-free within wow. the next five years and to convince 1 million African Americans to save at least $50 per month. Those are the goals of the Moses Movement, and we have all kinds of work. Workshops, training, information, widgets, tools to facilitate those two goals, and then that's on Saturday, uh, and Saturday is the last day of the conference. But after the opening day, which is on Thursday, where we get you, uh, you know, geeked up about how powerful and how beautiful you really are, we then go into training sessions on everything you need, every element of starting, building a business, starting building a career so that you are excellent at whatever it is you do, so mm-hmm. that someday you will opt out of that career working in the public and private sector, you will bring your knowledge home, and you will start and build your own business based on a learning at the feet of the masses, which is exactly what I did. So I'm not prescribing to anyone something that I did not do. I yeah. spent 20 years in the public and private sector in leadership positions for 13 years with Procter & Gamble then United Way and then the Ford Motor Company, right? So I learned at the feet of the masters and then I took my knowledge of two years old, the skills, the network, the money I had saved and started phrasing it and then started the Power Networking Conference to teach our people the power and importance of relationships, the power and importance of networking, the power and importance of connecting the dots so that we can leverage more effectively our collective resources and intellectual capital. That's really the purpose of Power Networking to connect the dots so that we, because that's really the bridge. We talk about enterprise, we talk about money at the conference. That's all we talk about for four days enterprise and money, other than the immersion process of your beautifulness uh, uh, and your Africanness and the magnificence uh, that is within you. That's how we start the conference, but that's a small part of it. It's just the opening. But the rest of the time is training. We are a training conference. We do not pontificate ad nauseum about our issues, right? If you are black in America and you you do not know the issues of black people, you need your ass kicked and don't come to our conference because you're ignorant, right? You don't know the issues of our people and if you don't know them, that means you're not doing anything about them. That's you're not absolutely contributing right. to, the re- to the resolution of that. And we don't want that kind right. of ignorance infecting the people at our conference, right? So the people that come to our conference are fully aware of the issues in our community and they are committed, deeply committed to being excellent at what they do providing first-class products and services and then uh, taking on the moral and spiritual responsibility of reaching down and lifting up and reaching back and pulling forward because we deeply believe that the best thing that we can do for poor people is to not be poor. And, once we, become wealthy, on and once we become wealthy, once we become well-off, then we have a moral responsibility to help those who are less fortunate than, than we are. See, That's absolutely you right. Do, you cannot do for others as if you have not first done for yourself. You cannot right. give what you don't have, and you cannot, uh, of, of the people in our network, there are 51,000 top black professionals, business owners, and community leaders in our network, and then making sure that they give back You don't earn this wealth and keep it and be selfish with it and and do what Dr. Dre has done. And again, Dr. Dre has the right to give his money to anybody he wants to. So I'm not questioning his right. I'm Mm -hmm. just questioning Dr. Dre's judgment and consciousness that there are very few brothers and sisters that reach the half a billion net worth to the billion net worth status in the history of our people. And Mm -hmm. the few that do they really need to get back to their own community, to give $70 million to USC and not 10 cents to a historically black college, um, I think uh, it demonstrates a lack of consciousness. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's my issue. So Oprah has consciousness. Bill Cusby has consciousness. Harry Belafonte, consciousness. Sidney Poitier, consciousness. Paul Robeson. All giants in their own time had consciousness. They yes. gave back to their community. Even P. Diddy gave five hundred thousand dollars to Howard.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? He went to mm-hmm. Howard.
0: So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so, what we work on is consciousness get there we help you get there we give you the training the workshops and everything you need for to know about um social media starting and building your businesses um every kind of workshop if wherever you are uh and and the business development continuum we have a workshop that can raise you another level uh, mm-hmm. in that continuum. And they workshop workshops. Okay. They're, it's about training. Our people need training. We don't need any more conversations about our issues. Mm-hmm. Our issues now Agreed. let's address them with strategies, tactics, real solutions, and investment uh, uh, and by reaching down and lifting up.
1: In our last conversation I mentioned uh a mutual friend of our Dr. Dennis Kimber, who was recently on the show uh whose latest book uh The Well uh where he took 7 years and and interviewed uh, uh found uh that uh, out of 43 million African Americans only 35,000 of them right. are millionaires. Yeah. Uh sure. what's wrong what's wrong with this picture?
0: That's right. Well, you know, as Dr. Kimber would tell you, we have our E to E ratio all screwed up and this, He wrote about this in his book. E D E is uh, education to entertainment. Um, mm-hmm. In the white community, it is about ten to one. For every ten dollars spent on entertainment, a dollar is spent on education. In the black community, it's forty to one. For every forty dollars we spend on entertainment, we spend a dollar on education. So mm-hmm. we have our E to E ratio, and it's, just, it's, it's all screwed up. So, so we need to fix that. Um, we have bad habits. We have bad habits and we we have habits that assuage our esteem. We have habits that assuage our esteem. So we have to have a Louis Vuitton bag. We have Mm -hmm. to drive very expensive cars. We have to look good and we have to look designer ready so that we can feel like we are somebody, and that mm-hmm. we have something, and that we are succeeding. And we have bad spending habits. We invest in those who don't invest in us. We buy their products and services. They don't. They don't spend or or invest back into in the community, uh, into in things that we do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mm-hmm. get into names. I do in my when I get when I go to the conference, I name names <laughs> that we it's buy products and services from in the in the billions of dollars and they spend a dime so uh, on us so we have economic leakage in our community because mm-hmm. we're not disciplined we're not organized around these things around these issues and um, the level of economic illiteracy in our community is as is, is high as it's ever been. And
1: mm-hmm. that, is,
0: that is something that we must fix. And that's one of the training areas that we talk about at the Power Networking Conference. We talk about and tell, and tell our, our people, why is wealth important? Because I believe if you get the why right, the how will take it itself. So Absolutely. we look at the why is money important. So there are four reasons we talk about at the conference, and we articulate those reasons in specific details with strategies and tactics to address those reasons. Why is wealth Critically important. And as I say at the conference, if I could wave a magic wand and medicate 43 million black people so that the only two things that they would focus on for the next 50 years would be wealth and enterprise. I would do it if I could do it. Well, mm-hmm. if
1: serious, mm-hmm. we focus
0: on money and capitalism um and and and, and, and uh, uh 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 building starting businesses uh, within two generations to three generations, we will solve most of our social issues. That's Ask how Jewish case. brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh earlier uh you had made a, a, a statement about preaching to the choir. Uh and uh when we look at what it takes to put on uh a, a conference of your magnitude, where what what are you doing to get to the folk that really, one, have probably never heard of it, two, can't afford to go there, three, um uh are, are part of this E to E problem. Uh how we and not just the adults, also young folks. How do we? Uh, if if kind of let's look at it uh, as the parable of Noah and the ark, uh, which is a beautiful piece of, of basically Darwinism, survival of the fittest. So a lot of people ain't gonna make it on the ark, and that's okay. But those that do, like our like our kids, who are have a clean slate, but are taught how to be ignorant in economics in their lives, born into this generationally. How do we get to them? Um
0: I believe that a great leader is not looking for followers. A great leader is developing a leader's and that's a
1: Mm -hmm. a great
0: leader I'm not Mm -hmm. looking for thousands of followers I'm Mm -hmm. looking for thousands of leaders and that's why our conference has to focus on leadership development and providing the skills and training that will allow the people who leave our conference to lead and that's why our conference appeals to a lot of movers, shakers, decision makers Mm -hmm. big ballers simply because mm, these are people who, uh, who you know, there are fifty-one thousand people in our network, but they impact or influence nearly thirty million of our people.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
0: there are other leading. Their leading organizations are on boards and those kinds of things. So, so we are not really training followers. We are training leaders and we
1: and the things that your network that people is quite, learn, quite vast in terms of uh, I mean literally from the President of the United States uh to uh the custodian who owns uh, and operates the largest custodian, you know, network in the right. world. I mean it's, it's you, you you cover and so anybody who is listening to this, wherever you are and wherever you're at, uh you're welcome. You're re- you just just come on in. Uh, Absolutely, and, come here, we'll take that, and we will multiply that beyond your imagination.
0: That's exactly right, So if I train, I can train uh, a thousand leaders who will go out into our world. And do the things that we we teach and preach because we have a vision statement. When you come to the conference, the, uh, the, the the second part after we give you a sort of immersion in an African-centered kind of conversation, we then walk people. And we've been doing this our conference is, is, is twelve years old. We we start right at the beginning. We said, okay, let's here's our vision here's our mission, here's our core values, here are our guiding principles, here are the two objectives we've been working on for 25 years, and here are the six goals we're asking you to work on this year and come back having improved on those six goals uh, uh, next year. Right, and all of this is very specifically um, articulated uh, in our manual, in my books, uh, in the program book. Let me just give you an example of what I'm talking about. Let me just sure, give you core please. values. Now, I wrote these core values 23 years ago. Okay, I wrote these guiding principles 23 years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. so. So our vision is really simple, to lead a global networking movement that brings together diverse human resources to increase opportunities, wealth, and jobs for people of African descent. Okay, mm-hmm. That's a vision. That's where we want to go. All right? Our mission, simple, to promote and showcase our members and partners' products and services and to help them to achieve their professional objectives and to create a networking culture centered on giving first and adding value before focusing on ourselves and to provide our members unparalleled access to the people and resources they need to succeed. We mm-hmm. believe there are five critical steps, and let's call them protocols for networking Effectively in the 21st century. And if you follow these steps in the proper sequence, you will never go wrong in the networking process and you will achieve great success. And then there's a list of the five protocols. But let me give you the core values. This is the core, these are the core values of the people that are part of our network. Okay. We value service to others as the foundation of success. We value learning and growing. We value the importance of family and legacy. We value spiritual growth and guidance. We value building wealth honorably. We value being a positive role model. Uh, we value a strong work ethic and loving what you do. We value the importance of our relationships. We value making the investment to succeed. And finally, we value measuring success by the generational wealth that we transfer those are our values okay our principles this is everybody in our network we will put god first we will foster trust through honesty and integrity we will give first share always we will keep promises to ourselves and to one another we will uh and uh, we will treat everyone with respect and we will exceed expectations we will practice listening As the first duty of love We will use wealth as a force for good We will think hard And work smart We will practice humility as a strength of character We will give thanks in and for all things We will live authentic lives We will honor our work As a spiritual practice And Mm -hmm. as a gift And we will lead by serving Those are our principles Those principles have been in place For 23
1: years Wow, love it, love it. We have an African-American president first. Didn't know we were going to live long enough, any of us, to, to, to see that, Right. Uh, and we have. Uh, Twenty years ago, uh, there seemingly, in, uh especially in the music uh, industry uh, as well as in the sports industry, but particularly in the music industry, there was a – um uh, kind of like a black movement you know i mean in the movie industry spike lee and and, and what have you and and it, you were proud to be back again it was one of those it was like a resurgence of the 60s if you will and something happened man within the last 20 years that even though we have an african-american president uh there seems to be a dissent um can you speak to this because i i'm trying to figure out where this came from where we are some of us are more are absolutely embarrassed to even have the conversation.
0: Oh, I I just think that we are still deeply wounded people, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it, it, it is just painful to talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and and as and as a
0: result of that, um we have we exhibit behaviors and i'm talking about not 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 only black folk but white folk um uh, as well we exhibit exhibit behaviors that are not productive
1: mm-hmm. that are
0: not meaningful that, that that do not move us forward um and uh and I, and I think we have to work on this woundedness. I, I think uh, I think America uh, is wounded, but I think Black people are wounded even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the old saying goes: If when America catches a cold, uh, Black people catch pneumonia. Mm-hmm. No question, question about that. <laughs> and, and so but I've never uh, heard uh, that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we we do, and, and
1: yeah, yeah. So where, where, where
0: statistics are bad in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the mainstream population, the same statistics apply to us. Only they're worse, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and so, you know, we 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 in many respects have lost our way. Not all, but most. And um, uh, we have we 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 have, we have championed this incredible human being uh we have supported him but, but but i really believe that our expectations of him uh is over the top
1: mm-hmm. no uh, he, question he, about he him.
0: really is i mean he has to be uh the president uh, for all people
1: Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. he really
0: has to be, or well, mm-hmm. he certainly wouldn't have been elected to a second term. So he
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: absolutely but he has to be president for all people. the minute he becomes a black president, um, uh, he would not—he just would not have gotten reelected in America. And well, so I, I think we 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 have extraordinarily high expectations of our president. Um, expectations that we could not extract. Uh, from any other president, I mean, quite frankly, there are a few historically that, that have done some incredible things. Uh, Lyndon Johnson, who who put beat up on a lot, but he, he what, what he did uh, for black people with Doc King uh, is, is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so um, uh, you know, I, I just think we have to be a little kinder and gentler and let this brother do what. He can do, and the best that he can do. Um, I think the closer he gets to the end of his term, I think the better he's going to be. Quite frankly, <laughs> I, I really do. Um,
1: Define that. Speak to us about that. What, what do you mean by that? I understand, but, but I, I want to hear from you. Well, I think I think you're
0: going to see. I think you're going to see um, more conversation about the disparities uh, in, 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 in communities of cultural minorities. I think mean, mm-hmm. you're going to see um, allocations, government uh, uh, funds um, uh, put into programs that disproportionately impact uh, cultural minorities. I think that's mm-hmm. where his heart is. I think mm-hmm. he's need to be very, very careful about that so as not to be perceived as favor- favoring one over the other. Mm-hmm. Although, mm-hmm. although you must, and he does, because you know there, you know there, in a family you have strong children and you have weak children, and, mm-hmm. I, and I tell parents this all the time. Um, where do you place your? Where do you place most of your attention on your weakest child? Right, mm-hmm. your weakest child. That's you mm-hmm. give the most time to, the most love to, the most resource, the most resources to, and That's it's the same right. thing in America. That's right? Right. That's and, right, and and he understands this. Uh, our president understands this inherently, um, but 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 he has to be very careful on how he manages it, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, so uh, because I mean, look, look, I mean, here's a guy who the Republican Party said from day one, our main objective is to is to get you out of there, and anytime you say yes, we're going to say no. If you say no, we'll say yes. So. Um, you know I, uh, god bless him i think he's i think he's incredible i think he's going to go down in history he's one of the great presidents uh that, that has ever lived
1: surely uh, he would go down in history as one of the strongest because when you have that level of opposition that is not covert with it um i think that is incre- an incredible amount of, of strength and standing in your own purpose amen um right. yeah. Uh with Net, from what I'm hearing, um and I really, really love every single thing that I'm hearing, uh when we're talking about black America and uh the woundedness, uh what I really uh, love about what I'm hearing about Fraser Net is that <clears throat> when you come there that first night uh, you learn to love and and adore your black self uh, as you are where you are, regardless of past uh failures and and situations, you are loved and you are strong and powerful. I think that is something that' talking about um, uh, this new generation this or people who are somewhat lost. That is the most important message. Before, they, they can't even hear, uh, if you will, the the message uh, and the training of, of economics and enterprise. That's right. That's right. That's right. It, it, that's it, right. Can't even, it can't even get in there. That, that's just something that they, they'll look at and say, that's for those people over there. That's not for them. But the love part, that's something that they would get and they need. Right. And I I commend you for making that uh the foundation, the platform to launch uh into business, economics, and 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 wealth. Um, and
0: there, are very few, there are very few conferences that even deal with that, right? I so don't know right. Start start to- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know. Like- Oh,
1: oh,
0: right. Know is, yeah, right. you know, right and you know and, and so it's you know it's 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 the kind of thing that I believe that every conference in our community needs to first start with dealing with what I call the race esteem issue in black America mm-hmm, you see mm-hmm. if I do not love me. There's no way that I can love you because when I look right. at you, you you become a reflection of me. That's for low race esteem, and that mm-hmm. is driven by low self esteem. Mm-hmm. And, and we and we talk about this among amongst ourselves all the time with this mm-hmm. battle mentality, and we won't support each other. We won't recycle. All the we won't support mm-hmm. the business. Where does all of this come from? If it, we, we, you know, this is not in our DNA. We're not born this way. We learn it. It's been passed down after generations. Of, of of being beaten up and told that you were less and to trust no one yeah, uh, yeah. certainly don't trust black people and and it's, just, it's been a whole programming and we' we're, we're still suffering from it in many respects and again this yeah. is not talking out of school this is pretty common
1: talk among black people People uh, in Absolutely. In so, fact, it's the reason I launched my nonprofit is for that very same reason. Absolutely. You're absolutely. And what is mm-hmm. that philosophy? Mm-hmm. The first, the, in order to become sober, you
0: must first admit that you're a drunk. you got to first say, i got a problem. Right, and I may not have it as bad as you or whatever, but 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 there is an issue here. So let's that's deal right. with that. Let's bring it to the surface, and let's say, hey, that's baloney. It doesn't it doesn't hold water. That's not who we really are. Here's that's who right. we really are. Here's how beautiful you are. Here's how wonderful you are. Here's how positive you are. Here's what you can do. Here's what your real potential is. Don't let anybody, you know, I hear young children tell me all the time, oh, Dr. Fraser, I'm not good at math. Well, no, that's baloney. Don't even say that. Don't put that out in the universe. You created man. You know, you created man. It's in your DNA. What are you talking right. about? That's I right. told you that. Right, Right. you know, black people were not put here exclusively to sing, dance, play football, baseball, or basketball, and to entertain white people. That's not exclusively what we were put here to do. Uh Right, we can do other things. Although that is the success stereotype of a black person in 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 America, if you can sing, or dance, play football, baseball, or basketball. But that's not uh, that's that's not who we really are. We can do more than just that, and so. How do we know that? We must speak it into ourselves. We must speak Mm -hmm. it into our children. We must say it. We must call it into reality. Absolutely. absolutely. That's what we do.
1: Um, uh, A a couple more questions, but before that, I want uh, people to know how to get in contact with you um what are your web addresses, URLs, Facebooks, whatever you wanna whatever sure. you want to how can people contact uh, you?
0: Easy, easy to get in contact
1: with, uh just
0: um go to our website www.frasernet.com, dot com, F R A S E R E T dot com. dot dot com. You can find out all about the power networking conference uh, coming up uh uh in Dallas, Texas soon. Um in fact, a week. So if you, if you want to do something, uh, you got to do it quickly. If you're in the Dallas, Texas area listening to this, uh, well, there is no place better to be June the 26th or through the 29th <laughs> than the Intercontinental Hotel in Dallas, Texas. I mean, that's where you want to be. That's where uh, everybody that has some sense and that really wants to access powerful and important people, that's where you want to be.
1: That's where the magic happens. Um, how... I mean, how, you do this conference once a year, uh, but I know you do a lot of supplemental work, uh conferences, webinars, various different types of teleconferences and seminars. So talk to us about what you you know, how can people access you uh and this wonderful curriculum and information um if they're not able to get to a conference uh,
0: sure. uh a you A become a member of FraserNet. Become a member. Okay. Um, Become a member. So you can just go to the website and they can become a member. It's extraordinarily inexpensive for all of the value-added products and services that we put you as a member, okay? so it's $149 a year mm-hmm. to be a member and in return for that you get some of the best webinars, seminars, I speak all around the country, I do workshops around the country. There are all kinds of benefits that you get when you are a member plus you uh, ultimately get into our directory which is called Success Guide, The Networking Guide to Black Resources Worldwide. and. Uh, we produce those, uh, guides once a year and uh, they are available on the website Uh, it's a searchable directory so if you're looking for a book intellectual attorney uh, in Chicago uh, you would just go to the directory do a search on intellectual property attorney uh, Chicago Illinois and Mm -hmm. all the intellectual property attorneys will pop up name addresses phone numbers and emails so it's a way to find the the, the people you need to know and, and a way for people who need to know you to find you. The way for you to find resources by the best, brightest minds of people that look like you. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all you know. Membership uh, has its benefits and privileges, and so we ask to join. And you can just go right on our website and become a member. Um, uh, so that would be the most proactive thing you could do and then on the website uh, you'll spend a day on the darn website it just with all the pop down <laughs> pop down buttons all the things that we're doing it gives you all the information about all the various programs where I'm speaking where I'm doing workshops I'm getting ready to do um, an all-day training I've, I've, I personally have never done an all-day training uh, the disadvantage I have is a keynote speaker. I've been a keynote speaker for 35 years, right? mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing. It's very prestigious. I speak in front of some of the biggest and most powerful and prestigious audiences on the planet, but the problem with that is I only get 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and so I don't really have time to train to do the deep work and the training work Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that I really, really want to do. I mean, I have a lot. Of knowledge and a lot of information i'm almost 70 years old i mm-hmm. love this stuff I've, I've i've read literally thousands of books and this is good and, and 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 you know and i've trained in this for years and years and years so for the first time ever the first time in 35 years i'm going to do a little three-city tour and i'm going to do and it's going to be all day training and so you spend the entire day with George C Fraser and I'm going to do some wow. deep work on networking I'm going to do some deep work on emotional intelligence versus IQ or EQ versus IQ yes, yes. Around emotional uh, intelligence I'm going to do some deep work on starting building uh, a business uh, and then I'm going to do some deep work on being the CEO of of your business and of your life.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, I love that. We
0: broke up into four sectors, and, and, and that way I'm not, not going to be speaking. I'm going to be training, so we'll be doing yes. exercises. And and this is so this is something I've never done in 35 years as a keynote speaker. Uh-huh. So now gonna, yeah, gonna what are the
1: uh What other cities?
0: Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Maryland, Prince George's County in Maryland. Wow. It's going to be in November. So that's, um, that's, those are the three I'm going to start with.
1: Fantastic.
0: And to go, and I'm going to limit it to uh, 90 people, okay. more than 90 people. Um, and if it goes well, well, then I'll expand
1: it. So
0: that will be in November of this year.
1: Now are you gonna do all of them in November or are you just start starting? All in
0: November. There'll be a full oh, okay. day a full day Saturday. Yeah,
1: it'll be wow. November.
0: the second, November the ninth, and November the sixteenth. That's what it is. November the second, November the ninth, and November the
1: sixteenth. You ain't playing with nobody, are you? you, you just- <laughs> no. <laughs> so I I, I, I you not know,
0: have a lot of time. I mean, I have fewer tomorrows than I had yesterday.
1: Yeah, right? say that.
0: Yeah, so, so it's designed. time to, it's to do information dump.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, there are um, those that, I, I call it, um, uh, as, I, as I look at the landscape, I have kind of termed it uh, a digital poverty. And, and what I mean by that is, Uh, There are people who think because they have a cell phone, an Internet connection, maybe a laptop or a tablet, that they are not economically challenged, uh, that they're doing okay. And in actuality, they are not. Can you speak to those who uh, think that they know, but they don't really know, and that if they don't do something radically right now, meaning, you know, go go online, find you, go to a conference, that the next five to ten years is going to be um, life-altering for many of our people.
0: Oh, There's it, it no question about that. Um, when I grew up, a high school diploma was actually acceptable and you could get a decent, in quote, job. Mm-hmm. That is no longer the case, right? Mm-hmm. Today, uh, 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 and certainly going forward, unless you have a college degree, uh, generally speaking, you will be roadkill in the 21st mm-hmm. century as a black person in America. Uh, you see, I, I deeply believe that now all of the cotton has been picked; that America really doesn't quite know what the, what to do with 43 million
1: people who who need to pick
0: cotton anymore, all right? So well, we it, it
1: Mitt Romney who said, "Oh, we have programs, people like that," wasn't that?
0: That's right, that's <laughs> right. And they do, they do. That's And 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 that, that what he means is that toilets need to be cleaned, holes need to be dug, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, garbage needs to be picked up, um, and um, and jails actually need to be filled because they're now for profit. It's the it's the prison industrial complex. So yeah, absolutely. So 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 I I don't believe that we we want to go. Down that path. So I think that, as I said earlier, every black person in America now must be deeply committed to lifelong learning, personal growth and development, and constant, never-ending improvement. Um, The 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 stat I use all the time when I speak around the country around this subject Mm is that. um, I'm at the top of my game. I'm one of the most highly sought after speakers in America. Absolutely. That's number one. Last year, I was inducted into the Minority Business Hall of Fame and Museum Mm -hmm. uh, at a ceremony at UCLA. And last year, I spent $13,500 on personal growth and development, conferences, mm-hmm. workshops, mm-hmm. seminars, mm-hmm. books, CDs, webinars, and I'm nearly 70 years old, and I'm still trying to get better at what I do, and I'm already in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I completely get it. So, <laughs> basically,
1: and look, I'm a very really much... I've arrived, people, okay, so in terms of, 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 of success, I pretty much if you open up the dictionary or, or Google it, my face would probably come up. But guess what? I'm still learning. I haven't I'm still stopped, learning I haven't I haven't lost any momentum at reading a hundred books a year.
0: That's right. And and I'm still investing in myself at Philippe. That's, that's really right. what I'm saying. That's right. so the question I ask our audience, how much have you invested in yourself? This right. year, how much mm-hmm. have you spent on CDs, books, workshops, seminars, conferences, right? And and if you don't do this, you will be roadkill in the twenty first century. In harsh
1: words, harsh words. But when we were talking uh, about the right, the, the right. Of Noah and the Ark, and, and yeah. you know, this is Darwinism. This is survival of the fittest, and the least absolutely of the is education.
0: Uh, No question about that, because if you're black and mediocre in America, you better leave, because you're going to be marginalized, and you're going to ultimately be destroyed, so we have to ramp up our games. Our parents told us 50 years ago, my mama told me 50 years ago, you're going to have to be twice as good, George, to get half as much. She was right then, and she's still right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we have to... Re- and if you're a chocolate brother... See, I'm light, bright, and almost white. Look, I'm vanilla. Right? But if you're a chocolate brother... You're a chocolate brother in America? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, 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 unless you're a rapper, unless you can sing or hit a baseball or play basketball, that's, that's a different right. thing. But if you want to get out here and compete and you're a chocolate brother... Oh, no. You better really... You better speak the king's English... And you better know something. You better have a skill. You better have a degree or two or three. That's right. And, That's right. And if you want to have something, if you want to live, uh, uh, if you want to live an excellent life. And I don't know why you wouldn't want to live an excellent life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So today, and there's an exercise I have people go through, and that is, I say, write down four words for me. Write down the word average. Write the word excellent and next to the word excellent. Write the word amazing. So mm-hmm. today, if you're average, you're going to have a poor life, poor friends. You're going to live poorly
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you're average. And if you're average, you're now going to be competing with most of America because most of America is just about average. So that's Mm -hmm. where all the competition is. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Now... Also, if you're average, and I only want to pay you $8 an hour to do a specific task, and you don't want to work for that $8 an hour, well, then I invite you to lead because there's 100 people in a line waiting to work for 8 bucks an hour. So, Absolutely. I own you for $8 an hour, and you're going to have a poor life as an average person. See, it used to be, if you were average, you could live an average life, not mm-hmm. anymore. Today, right. you will live one notch below wherever you are so if you are good at what you do you will have an average life you'll have average friends right you'll have uh, an average standard of living and that's if you're good
1: that's right. If you're
0: excellent, you'll have a good life.
1: There you go. You'll have
0: good friends mm-hmm. and you'll have a good significant other. And if you're amazing, you'll have an excellent life. That's excellent right. friends.
1: I love an that. excellent
0: business or an excellent career. See, when our parents is coming up, you know, back in the day, I, I'm I just so I'm 68. So born 1945, right? It used to be if you were average, you could live an average life. That's what, mm-hmm. when our parents were coming up, that's what they had. Not anymore. Now, you will live one notch below wherever you are, and you get a chance to pick that. Because uh, no excuse not to learn
1: absolutely you, you mentioned earlier about that. this is my last question to you because i'm going to make this interview mandatory for all of our, our our kids to to listen to to enroll in our in our program with our nonprofit because this is this this conversation we just had uh is essential uh for uh, the beginning and the beginning of, of of opening up a new mind um the prison system uh, basically how how they uh go about developing whether or not to build or not to build a prison is they go into the community and they look at the uh, reading level uh, of the children and if it's averaged around third grade level, right. they build a prison in that area because they know that that child is going to grow up and get an into pipeline
0: to prison. That's exactly right.
1: Do you know? It is, it's so so so. Last question or last piece, if you will, and that is speak again. Uh, to the importance of reading. Uh, Pick up a book. If you can't get to a conference, if you can't go online, pick up a book and begin reading. Even if you don't like it, do it. Maybe it's an audio form. I don't know. But talk talk to us about, especially to these children, the importance of picking up a book and reading it
0: that's exactly right pick up a book and read but the way the best way for that to start the best way for that to start <laughs> Is a if you're a parent out there with children, read to your children. Okay, very very important. And so they can see you speak the words. They can hear the emphasis that you put on certain words. They can see the energy and the excitement mm-hmm. in your eyes as you mm-hmm. read the story. So that would be important. It would be a, a, a way to sort of um, uh, to, to, to to nudge a child towards reading. Then here's what I did with, with my two sons. Who who if you would have met Kyle or Scott, you would never see them without a book. Okay. Mm-hmm, How did mm-hmm. I do that? How did I, They're always reading something. How did I do that? Um, I took them to a bookstore when they were really, really little. After I, I read to them, they, even when they were six months old, I was reading and my mm-hmm. wife was reading to them. Okay. And they didn't quite understand what we were saying, but they saw our lips move. They heard the
1: sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, there's mm-hmm. a study that
0: came out in 1995 that said that poor children. This is unfortunate. Poor children, by the time that they're three years old, you may have read this study. By the time that a poor child is three years old, they have heard 30 million less words than a middle-class kid. Amazing. Right? 30 million less words by the time they're in the third grade, thirty million words less. You know what kind of deficit that creates in learning and starting your education in the primary years? It is a huge deficit. One of the real causes is so many of our children uh, uh, they get left behind or, and stay behind because they start, they start so far behind. So reading, reading is a way to make up the word deficit. All right. So reading to your children, getting them excited about reading. So I took my boys to uh, a bookstore, and I said, you can buy any book you want. I don't care what you want, even if, if it's comic books. I don't care. Anything you want – you pick out in the store, and I'll buy it. So, of course, it was. What was it? It was comic books, right? They wanted mm-hmm. to read some comic books, and so I let them read some comic books, right? And then uh, they graduated to sort of the Harry Potter kind of books, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. between the seven and nine. And then one thing led to another. They fell in love with reading. They would prefer to read than to watch television uh, mm-hmm. because they could. It was an adventure. They could. They could explore any place in the world. They could. Learn about cars. They could learn about baseball. They could learn that anything they wanted to learn. A lot about there was a book for it, and so that's how I started. And then I began paying them for words. I said, "Listen, if you learn a new word, if you learn a new word today, and you can give me that word in a sentence, I will give you a dollar." For every new word that you learn with a a minimum, uh, sorry, a maximum of $5 a week.
1: Wow. You have to
0: know the word and you have to use it. I love that, George. I love that. So I made it fun and rewarding.
1: Heck heck yeah.
0: Right? Fun and rewarding. And then after a period of time, I didn't have to pay them. They just enjoyed learning words.
1: <laughs> and they would to have to, to get
0: adopted by you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they would have contests really.
0: between themselves. Right? <laughs> so right. So, so, right. so these these are fun things that we can do, they're easy mm-hmm. things that we can mm-hmm. do, um, and they're things that
1: we must do. Yeah, absolutely that's 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 critical we must do i george I so appreciate you I love you I thank God that um we are able to share uh our, uh, our space together in this lifetime together because you could have came earlier, or late or I could have come earlier, late we're here together and it is the best time in the world to be on the planet uh and to share life with you i just Thank you so, so much for your contribution. And uh, I would love for you, if you would, come back on the show. I want to talk about your event coming your events coming up in November and help promote that and right, help, help promote whatever you do.
0: Let's do it. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'll be happy to come on anytime you so desire. Um, Any time you need a guest, give me a call, and we'll get it done. I appreciate
1: you. Love you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Take, take care. Keep doing God's work. All right, Doc. Bye-bye.